What up, everybody? This is another episode of the Black Pill Podcast. I am your host, OBJ, and I'm here with my two bros right here. Uh, on the right, can you introduce yourself? Sure thing. My name is Cal. Within the creative community of New York City, I go by Mr. Live, and pretty much I like doing photography and creating beautiful music. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Uh, this uh, Black Pill topic is called Dear Black Men. Uh, just to get a little scope of that, it's like pretty much a letter to the men in our society today. You know, as we just keep transitioning from 2021, you know, I think we there's certain topics and certain things that I think people should be mindful of and people should be aware of. So this is kind of like, you know, us addressing black men in our community to help them, you know, encourage them, inspire them, hopefully motivate them to learn something within this podcast episode. And we're here with a special guest tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself? What's going on? Uh, my name is Virgil David Carey. Hey. Uh, I go by the name of Virgil David on IG. Uh, I'm a photographer and I also work for the UN uh, by day. And uh, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. I cannot wait to discuss this. And um, yeah. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all coming through. You know what I'm saying? I think with for this topic, we're going to get like really deep into certain things. And I think people that, you know, should be aware for, you know, our black brothers out there. And, you know, yeah. So let's dive in. I think for, you know, just to kind of open this conversation, um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of black men kind of like struggle in our society with certain things as far as like, you know, uh, it, it could be in the creative field, entrepreneur field, um, you know, certain problems that they have. Cause I feel like, you know, black men need space too, to, in order to grow, you know, have mentors to help them grow, you know, especially to be disciplined in certain aspects in their life to help, you know, navigate with whatever choices that they need to go through or the choices they need to make so they could help them, you know, distinguish them better as far as them being themselves and how they can operate in a world where it's just like they're being pressured to do things, you know, um, you know, they're told this, you know, what's being defined as masculinity for, you know, uh, from their parents or even society. So I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with, you know, being a man. And I feel like, you know, it's important for us to address that and, you know, to get your thoughts and opinions to help, you know, you know, get some advice or maybe something that you'd be mindful of. So, I think one thing that I wanted to kind of start the conversation with is like this idea of how to become a man. So I think mm. just to like, you know, open it up, I think, don't you know, start off with you, Kyle, like how was it you for, you know, growing up, you know, to become a man? What was that kind of defined for you growing up in, you know, in your day to day life? Um, good question. I would say that or let's say the best way to answer that is to straight up tell you my background. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was raised in a single parent home. Okay. So for me, my father, when he was present in my life, he was present to the age of 11. Then due to, let's say, an escalation between him and my mother, um, he eventually part ways. Um, literally, this is, this man told me he loved me. The next moment, I never seen him before. Mm. So for me, my experience growing up in that type of environment is certain things I had to piece together on my own. Mm. So for me, yes, I was with the little bit that I have for my family or payments, the guidance that I have. They certain things they simply could not tell me because it was mostly there's mostly women in my family. Yeah, so. Yes, they can say what they want from a man. They can say what they think a man is. But yeah. honestly, for me, they couldn't really tell me yeah. how do I survive as a black man within this reality that mm. we live in. Um, certain things I had to learn from trial and error. And to be honest, again, going or just being a in my environment, I was able to piece together what I wanted to be or what type of man I want to be and mm -hmm. what type of man I don't want to be. Because, mm -hmm. um, okay. again, there was certain men that I admired due to their characteristic and certain men, because of the type of lifestyle they have, mm -hmm. I simply was, like, not me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good thing to kind of, like, be kind of digest. But I think for me... Um, you know, growing up as a man, like, I didn't really grow up, like, I, I grew up in a really toxic household, you know, with, you know, my mom and my father separating when I was at an early age, maybe around, like, eight plus years old, I wasn't sure. sure. And then, like, you know, 
my father would always like kind of like bash me for a lot of things like you know even being up playing video games or you know like being he was like really rigid on like you know studying you know you know exuding this kind of idea of masculinity that like you know I had to be hard and tough and whatever so he kind of expressed a lot of tough love for me so um you know, it was hard for me to operate, you know, trying to be myself because in, when they was together, when, when I was with my mom at the time, it was just like, you know, you know, let, let the boy be, you know, let him explore stuff like that. Because I was all into different things, you know, I was into art, I was into football, but my father wasn't really like all about that. He was just about like school and work, mm. you know, school and work, you know, trying to elevate in those kind of aspects. So he had that kind of ideology as a man that, you know, this kind of following this path of like, you know, money is important, you know, making sure you have a job that's your security. And in some aspects of it, it's, it is important to kind of have those things in mind. But like, I think as a, as a, as a young boy, it, it's also um, important for him to, you know, express things, you know, explore different options as well, because like, I love art. I love drawing since I was like a little, like four years old. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that was kind of like my oasis away from like a lot of things and, like, you know, reality, yeah. you know, just to kind of like, bubble myself in, mm. you know, uh, you know, trying to figure things out as a, as a young man. Because for me, from my age, I was really mature. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, I didn't associate with a lot of people. So there wasn't no lesson of like, hey, you know, become a man. Well, there's, there's certain things that, you know, your parents teach you as far as like, you know, commonalities, like, you know, watch out for this person or like, you know, be careful when you cross the street or something like that, you know, just little common things. But as to, as a definition of how to become a man, I don't think that really exists exuded in my household. So I had to learn a lot of that on my own. So growing up, you know, my other, I guess, teacher or mentor was YouTube. It was basically social media, you know, learning from other people, learning from different men, uh, learning from different guys, or even people like around my circle sometimes of like what it is for me to become a man, you know, going, like you're saying, like the trials and errors of it, you know, uh, uh, being me, mostly being raised from a, like a single mom because after they separated, I was with my mom most of the yeah. time and pretty much more than half my life until later on I had to you know, transition for personal reasons to my father. And I didn't like him at the time. You know what I'm saying? I hated him. I, you know, there was things that were very toxic about him. It was very controlling, very manipulative. And I didn't want to be a reflection of him, you know? And that hate, sometimes it died out later on because like, you know, I learned not to hate because like he's growing up with experience of how to become a man himself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he was conditioned certain things in his life, you know, uh, being a parent and things like that. So he's learning himself. So I didn't really like blame him for that, Mm -hmm. but there's some things, some actions that's kind of inexcusable. So, um, you know, it's just kind of knowing when to see what certain actions reflect more of his traumas, more of his experience, his, his way of growing up. And then, you know, seeing those things and then kind of like, be like like kind of like an outside looking in mm-hmm. and just saying like okay what part of this of him or you know that he's trying to teach me that i can implement implement on myself to grow and become the man that i want to be mm-hmm. that's not like his reflection and not mm-hmm. like you know exuding the same characteristics of being you know toxic or masculine or controlling in that sense uh, and only just taking kind of like the gems of like you know getting a job you know making sure you're financially stable uh, saving money you know those things that he instilled in me as a man mm. you know exuding with that and uh, not taking the, his other traits with him so mm. I think that was for me as kind of like just a little scoop of like me learning how to become a man mm. of you Virgil what was it like for you to uh, grow up to quote-unquote become a man a black man specifically oh man um so it's interesting because i i get to see both of your perspective yeah and even though we had different upbringings i can relate to a lot of what you guys are saying yeah so me um kind of saying what he was saying i was i gotta go back to how i was raised mm-hmm. for you guys to understand and it's, it's, I'm, well, let me say this. I'm, I was born in West Africa. I was born in a country called Burkina Faso. Um, okay. Uh, I was fortunate uh, to have my dad until he passed. Mm-hmm. He passed when I was about 21. Okay. Um, but oh, growing up, I mean, I'm the last of three boys. Okay. And my dad was very stern, mm-hmm. very firm, uh, very what was the word tough on us yeah um he 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 i mean african dad you know what i'm saying so okay. like, <laughs> i can relate to so him you know what i'm saying a nigerian father hey, you on. know exactly <laughs> what he was saying it was yeah. it was all about school getting good grades stuff so on and so forth 
But it, it, it's not until later that I understood why he was so tough on us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got to understand that parents uh, apply what they've been taught yep. and how True. they were raised. Yep. And when I look at how my grandfather was um, with my dad, um, we were hearing stories of how, not just with my dad, but with all the boys in the, the family, so my dad's brothers and stuff, uh, he was very tough. My, my grandfather, I, I believe, was like the chief of police back then. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those men that you do not want to cross. Yeah, time. Everybody respected him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was super tough on his sons. Like he would, to give an example, he would make my my dad wake up at like four or five in the morning, wash the car mm-hmm. before he goes out to, to work. He would make him walk miles to get something. You know, so yeah. when you raise this way, you can only pretty much like you said, you learn what to do and what not to do. Um, so growing up, you, you know, for us, it was kind of tough to like, uh, view our father as like this loving figure, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, you understand that he actually did love us. Yeah. And the reason why he was so tough on us is because he understands how hard it is out in society to survive, to lead to, to, to even survive rather, uh, let alone live yeah. as a black man. Um, so it's, it's, he was sort of preparing us because let's be honest. I mean, yes, we, 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 in today's day and age, we, we, we talk a lot about, uh, uh what is it called? What's the word? Uh, equality and everything. Yeah. Right. But we were raised as men to be leaders. We were raised as yeah. men. When stuff go down, they yeah. don't look at anybody else but you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's. It's his way of preparing us for what was about to come. And pretty much like you said, he already has, he always had, I mean, my, my dad used to uh, be good in sports. So I also was mm. raised playing playing sports, but yeah. he always made sure that we knew that school came first. Yeah. And, you know, he definitely wanted careers in like business, uh, finance, stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely is interesting to see both i mean all different perspectives and 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 learn what to do what not to do from them i'm not saying that he was bad i'm not saying that he was perfect either yeah you know i mean he did what he thought was best for us yeah um so yeah that's pretty much what i can uh say that's interesting because like also to like to add on to that because you know my father like i said uh nigerian growing up you know he's very strict you know i couldn't there's sometimes like there would be moments where I couldn't go past, uh, go outside past a certain time. Um, I couldn't party yeah, like you know, yeah, like yeah. I used to, you know, say because I was I was a little bit of a wild boy, but like um, <laughs> you know, but I kind of understand it because like all that time like comparatively living with my mom and not no offense to my mom, you know, what I'm saying she's very like you know nurturing and differences of how to raise a son compared to how a father raises a boy you know what i'm saying because like she was a little bit more flexible so you know i'll be going out or whatever and there wasn't no like you know strict like hey like you know you need to discipline yourself you can't be going out that many times so it was different compared to what living with my mom compared to my, my father where he was like no nah, you're going out too much you know you need to save your money things like that mm-hmm. so like you know um learning that and like, like kind of like you know, digesting that in, it was just like, oh, like, you know, I kind of reflected. I was like, yeah, and I am going to like, you know, my bank account going a little bit lower than usual. And then just like, I had to really control myself. So there were certain things that, like I said, certain aspects of him, about him that he taught me that like, I kind of instilled with me, you know, I don't really go out as much. I enjoy my me time. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my time, you know, having my space to like, you know, work on my, you know, artwork or work on like whatever I'm doing, whether it's this podcast or whether it's um, just anything within my growth and like kind of like taking the time to kind of reflect on my actions and like work through my traumas and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it allowed me that space to kind of like, you know, of self-improvement. So, um, and then that kind of leads me to my, to my next question is like, I feel like, you know, in society, I think there's not enough spaces for men to kind of be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like you see vulnerability, vulnerability yeah, mm-hmm. is like really been, you know, kind of like brought into a negative light in some in some aspects, especially yeah. with, uh, I guess, with certain women, you can kind of say like, oh, like you're being weak, you yeah. know, things like that. Like, even though uh, there's a group, uh, there's a, a, I guess a group or or I'm just generalizing women that will like to see that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's like how far of that vulnerability mm-hmm. do, do you mm-hmm. do you want to see yeah. until you're kind of criticized for being weak yeah. or, you know, you're being too soft or yeah. it's probably too much for them to handle. Uh-huh. So like, what, what I guess my next thing is like, uh, what moment 
of you when you're growing up was vulnerability kind of like either brought in a, a kind, of, kind of like a negative aspect in your life where it was kind of like it was probably too much or maybe um, you, you was perceived differently because you was trying to express yourself or if you had the chance, mm-hmm. you know, to be vulnerable or um, did you have to shelter that away? Well, like what was that experience like for y'all as far as vulnerability? Mm. Mm. You want to start or? Um, I don't start. Okay. Just know there's to me there's no rules. So if you want to go, you can go. Got gotcha. you. Um, but I'll start. For me, again, um, born and raised in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, not Brooklyn that was gentrified. Brooklyn that was more let's say more close to nature to what New York City used to be. Yeah. So for me, there has been time where I have witnessed violence. I've been victim of violence, uh-huh. and let's say I had to use violence in order to get out of a situation. Yeah. Not a criminal, not a monster, just that's the reality in my childhood. Yeah. And for me, certain moments that come to mind, at least in that aspect, is let's say, and this used to go over my head. Let's say in middle school, junior high school, or just high school, uh-huh. there would be time where I would talk with my homies. We compare experience, like let's say, I saw, yo, I just saw a shootout on my block. Mm-hmm. Other ho- other friends, other homies would be like, a shootout? That's nothing. I saw someone get shot and stabbed. Wow. Uh, wait, oh, you God. saw someone just get shot and stabbed? I saw someone air out some whole apartment. But I say block. And it'd be a joking, joking moment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what we didn't realize, or at least I definitely didn't realize until I started reflecting, is that we were measuring our pain. Yeah. Instead of thinking... Why the fuck are we expanding this? Excuse yeah, yeah. my language. No, that's all right. Um, if let's say we're talking relationship, for me, one thing I learned at least within dating, being in relationship, is some things should be done in balance. Again, as men, black, at least as black men, we're not yeah. taught to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught how to be vulnerable or how to trust or let people in. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I feel like the more we talk with, let's say, black women, they may not have been conditioned or taught. Mm-hmm. How to view black men as vulnerable, yeah, or what to do when black men become vulnerable, yeah. So, for me, the same way how let's say, all these come with me, the same way how black women would treat their the inner, the inner, you know, the inner food, the inner <laughs> that good, good, yeah. as like <laughs> sacred, as like holy, as something that, yeah, yeah, someone has to earn this, yeah, yeah. in order to get this. The yeah. same way I treat my. My trust, my instincts, my vulnerability. Yeah. At least when it comes to women or dating in that aspect. Yeah. Um, for better words, that's how I am. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's dope. And I, I think uh, just to pick I think for me, vulnerability was like it was so many like I guess fluctuating factors for that because like um, you know, prior to you know, to the person I am now, I wasn't that vulnerable. I was very like inclusive i was just like i wouldn't share that much i wasn't very expressive right. you know i'll hold my pain in a lot of times and that like you know that was hard for me to handle because you know you hold so much pain you hold so much that it you can express out. that like it'll, it'll turn out bad for other people you know whether it's with friends or in a relationship where you're dating somebody or just a family or whoever like you know it'll it'll, it'll come out eventually and I think because that came from me being in a household with like, you know, my father compared to my mom, I was very expressive. So I was very the goofy kid. I was funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do a lot of things that will like let me be myself. But then transitioning with my father, you know, I can't even have like a one minute conversation with him because it's just like, you know, get to the point, you know, just tell me what it is. Boom, boom. All right. That's it. And then he would just kind of like shut me off mm-hmm. because like he was just kind of the point like, you know, don't waste my time with these you know, I guess emotional uh-huh. thoughts or these are feelings uh-huh. or whatever, things you know. Yes, exactly. So I'm just like, damn, like I'm feeling all these things, but like I can't really express it to my family per se because, you know, we grew up in a, in a lot of tough love situations. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, so that kind of sheltered me from like, you know, transitioning from friends. Like, I like, can I express these things? You know, like how would I be perceived? You know what I'm saying? That's vulnerability. So there was times during the times like when I was dating and everything where I was vulnerable and it kind of backfired to me because I was young at the time. I was a little bit younger at the time. And like, you know, people would manipulate me. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. know how to handle certain situations as, as, as exuding my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shut me off a little bit more because like, 
you know, I was perceived in a certain light or receiving it for a certain way that wasn't like, you know, it wasn't helping me um, properly assess my pain and my traumas and things that I was going through mm-hmm. because I was holding all that inside, mm-hmm. you know, and it led to a lot of break breakdowns for me, you know, it led to a lot of like, you know, uh, teary moments where just like, damn, like, you know, I can't really control this. Mm-hmm. And then um, more so from last year, you know, during the COVID, you know, people might say like what it is, like, you know, it may be a, the worst year, but for me, it was really like a rehabilitation year for me mm, of like just reflecting, you know, going through my traumas, assessing things, you know, like, cause I kind of see it as a movie. Like I'm going through the, the scenes, scene by scene, I'm embracing it, I'm going through that tunnel and I'm just like, you know, taking out the parts that's not really helping me. That's like, like getting, getting me triggered. And then really just focusing on points that's like helping me my growth mm-hmm. and helping me, you know, better assess situations where I could be vulnerable at times to the mm-hmm. right people. And I could express those things to or men or women. It doesn't matter. And like, you know, I could like operate better where I like, I mean, I'm healing better. You know, I'm expressing things more about myself. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more talkative than usual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know, vulnerability for men should be good. It should be expressed more. I think there should be more spaces for men to, to be True. vulnerable and to like, and it's okay. Cause you know, and even among men, you know, th- there's some toxic levels about, Oh, you know, like why are you being so vulnerable to me? Like, yeah. can't, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, and I think it all depends on how you was conditioned, how you grow up, because like you have to be tough. You gotta be masculine. You know, you gotta hide away your tears and things like that. You gotta have this like armor about you. True. And in certain aspects, in certain, aspects it's it, it it can be fine you know because we always kind of i guess conditioned to be the protectors the providers and things mm-hmm. like that so you have to be kind of stoic have a stoic aura about you but um so i get that but i think there should be times where you should be vulnerable and express things to guys and it's okay to talk to guys mm-hmm. you know other than women you know what i'm saying because we, we need a space for ourselves to like say like hey like you know you're my brother yeah. uh, I, I know i love you i appreciate you i support you and like you know let's work through this instead of being ridiculed and because it's one thing from a man, but then a woman, y'all, it, it hits you different with a woman yeah. when they when they ridicule. It's just like that because their words could kind of sting a bit oh, sometimes. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Well, but with a brother, you know, we have a different kind of camaraderie as far as like you know, we, we could fight whatever and then be best friends the next yeah, day. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a different dynamic as far as that, and I think that it's important for like for men to have spaces to express their vulnerability. So yeah. I think, what was your experience like expressing the vulnerability, you know? I'm, I mean, listen, I, I grew up, like I mentioned earlier with my dad, it, it was like vulnerability. What is that? What kind of word is that? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, right. Like, we don't you know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, it's like, I mean, to, to, to pretty much paint the picture, I can count on maybe one hand how much I've heard I love you from my dad mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that that never happened you oh, know it, saying that. that in our household yeah it was it was it was almost taboo so yeah. that's pretty much the same thing that you were also saying like, oh men don't cry it's like no you 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 suck it up you know yeah. what I'm saying you, you you go about your day you whatever happens you just keep pushing um yeah but I I, I would say that even though I had that from my dad, I can honestly say that the 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 the, the, the some aspects of how to be vulnerable uh, was transmitted to me from my mom mm-hmm. because it's like I had the yin and the yang. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. had this tough, stoic person here, and then you yeah. have this sweet, loving um, uh, mother here. Yeah. But both of them, it's not that we doubted that my dad loved us. Yeah. He just wasn't going to say it. <laughs> you know, right. he was just more. He, he was showing it his way. Um, or through actions, you would say. Not just to, oh yeah, to, through actions for providing for us, for for always caring about us. Like even when you were saying that um, growing up, uh, African dads, you you had a curfew. You like where were you being? They gonna call yeah. you if you're not home by yeah. a certain time. In hindsight, now that I'm older, I can understand that that was my dad's way of showing that he cared about yeah, us, right? Yeah. So some instances like this, when I reflect back, I'm like, okay, he was showing a little bit of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this case, in that, in that case, yeah. uh, I can recall times where, you know, I mean, my dad loved to sing, like he would watch something on TV okay. and some songs come and he like, you know, like try to like bust up a tune or something like okay. that. So you know what I'm saying? So you could, you could yeah. see those instances, but yeah. like both of you mentioned, men is like, nah, what is that? No, we're not showing no weakness. Yeah, exactly. Because vulnerability is seen as a weakness. Yeah. You know, but um, coming back to, to, to what, uh, the topic here is is 
I don't. I totally agree. I think it's very important for us as men, not yet to be given the space, but to actually express that level of, of vulnerability. But yeah. it, it comes, like you've mentioned, with trust. Yeah. You know, it's not just a man-women relationship. It's, it's any, I mean, not romantic relationship. It's any kind of relationship. If you yeah. meet somebody tomorrow, you're not going to tell, you're not going to start telling them all about your life right now. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You gotta, you gotta get to know them. You gotta, oh, can I trust you? Like, right. what's yeah. you about? Like, are you actually, because you're opening yourself up mm-hmm. to pain, you're opening yourself up to somebody hearing that and saying, nah, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, yeah. call you up about your name and stuff like this. So yeah. it's like, I think that's why us men, we're more guarded with our emotions and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as, uh, uh, being in, in, in dating somebody or being in a relationship or even meeting a, a woman and, and being vulnerable with her, I, I totally agree that you do have to, but it comes in, in, in steps. Yeah, uh, doses. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? In doses, you, you, I get, I mean, listen, I, I know we may going to hear this, but yeah. no <laughs> woman wants a man that's 24 7 calling them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Calling yeah. them, oh, yeah. talking about, Talk that oh, Babe, you know what I did today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're going to look at you like, yeah. nah. Not so a single eye detective. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they, they do want you to open up, yeah. but I think there's they, they, times and places for it. And it's a sign to them, um, if I may, ladies, uh, I'm not a, I'm a woman, so I can't tell. But from my perspective, it's a sign uh, to them that you trust them. Yeah, that you value them as your girl, as uh, you know his girlfriend or whatnot, yeah. and that you 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 know you you're actually trying to open up. So I would I would say that uh, women, if you are listening, if a brother yeah. is trying to open up, you know, just be patient. And it also takes the right woman. You know, some Bingo. some some women are not up for that. Some yeah. women mm-hmm. are cool with the tough guy act. Yep. Uh, uh, and and some women are like, nah, I, I'll give him the time whenever he's he's ready to open up and yeah, talk to me. Very you know, understanding, I, you know yeah. what I mean? They're very patient, very yeah. supportive. Yeah, hit I my think, DM. Huh? I know. I was just saying, hit my DM. <laughs> <laughs> continue, 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 continue. You talk shit. Nah, so that, that's that's really what it is. It's like they they you gotta be patient, and supportive. You know, yeah. a, a guy that tells you that he doesn't have no feelings, doesn't have any emotions, he that's nah. not true. No, that's no, just not so like true. That's an act. So stop the cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, shit. Stop the cap. That, that's that's a one hundred percent, one hundred percent factual. So nah, just be patient. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's dope. I think yeah, like you're saying, like it takes the right woman to have like that patient understanding because like you can't just be exuding all your vulnerability out there, and then it's just like you know you hearing them just calling you or hitting you up every time about this and this and that, you know, because like. It kind of shows that okay, are you even doing something to like really focus on yourself? Are you mm. busy? Like, are how are you using your 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 time to be more productive in life and to focus on being yourself and then doing the things that you need to do to stay on your purpose? So I think yeah, it should be taken into doses. You know, considering uh, uh, the the woman and the, the dy- dynamic of like the dating or the relationship and how they're trying to progress with that. So, but communication always comes key with that as far right. as like you know because I think also the right questions comes to mind. Like you know when you're dealing with something, it's like hey, have, have you dealt with your traumas? You know how are you healing from it? You know um, uh, is are you getting any support? Are you getting any help? So I think those questions should kind of come out and like. You know, not be seen as interrogation, Mm -hmm. but just kind of like uh, a slow progression of like being open and trying to create a level of comfortability and trust and like, you know, understanding. So. I think that's a be it's important be uh should be important to kind of consider when you know not even dating, just even with friendship, brothers, anybody like that, a family as well. So um I think the other thing that I want to kind of uh, express is that, you know, because we're going to go into a lot of deep discussion, <laughs> you, know, you know, we're going to dive into deep. But um, I think because uh, I have my notes here because I, I wonder, it's like, yeah, because, OK, so social media, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out from there. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's going to trust it's me. Uh, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> as far as like, how do I say, how should I say, say this? Because, you know. Having platforms for obviously men to have space and to be, you know, express themselves as well, because like, you know, with how things has been progressing as far as like, I guess, the modern woman or, you know, uh, 
women, like they have a lot of platforms. They have a lot of spaces where they could say a lot of things and even vulgar things. You know, they could talk about a man chopping up his balls or whatever, some, mm. some crazy bizarre things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have a lot of these platforms that will express that, you know, and then even like, you know, uh, shows that will have women have panels and then they can express it. But if, you know, if you go to flip side, man express that, you know, they get, they get backlash, they get ridiculed and these things like that. So, you know, there's a different, day, uh, I guess, dynamic of how a woman will be, could express all these things and their pain and whatever. And I'm not saying this to, to devalue or uh, what they go through, because, you know, women, black, especially black women, go through a lot. Yeah. But I think that also black men go through a lot as well. And it, it shouldn't be deflected over a woman's problem. You know, it's like, you have your problems, I have my problems. Because the one thing that I was trying to, I guess I'm trying to uh, address here is that, like, Let's say if I had a problem, whatever, and then if I was talking to a woman, not and I'm not speaking on all women. I'm not saying all women does this or whatever. Is that they'll deflect their problems and saying like, "Well, we go through this, we go through that, or whatever." Yeah. And I'm just like, Too I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That it's like it's like the micro and, mi- and the macro and micro level. It's just like I understand what you're going through, but. Right now, I'm, I'm trying to express the, the problems that I'm going through in life, and you're deflecting it, making your problems feel like it's bigger than mine's. Mm. And I'm not trying to like trying to put a comparison level that I say you have your problems, I have my problems. So, is does my problem become less or invalidated or uh, less uh, uh, valuable mm-hmm. because your problems is more important? I should address that, and then you know, men should care. So. Have you ever had problems where, like, you know, expressing problems to certain people, you know, or women per se, you know, if you want to go to that level, and then you felt like, you know, it was kind of like devalued or it wasn't like addressed properly because, like, we have these micro and micro, uh, micro, uh, macro and micro levels of, of certain problems where, you know, uh, dealing, with, I guess, with a toxic woman or something or a woman that doesn't understand that, like, you know, our problems exist. And, you know, it's, it's, it's no way of like, I'm not trying to devalue who you are. And like, you know, because, you know, a woman could go out in the street, they have problems with, you know, men, you know, encountering them. So I understand that. So they, have you ever had a problem where your problem was kind of devalued in that kind of sense? Hmm. You can go first or I can go first. <laughs> uh, These questions are juicy. This yeah, is yeah. a tough one. Um, uh, first of all, let me, let me preface by saying that I don't think social media should be the platform for anybody to express uh, their, their, their deep yeah. problems. Uh, that's 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 the problem that I have with social media. But anyway, that's that's a different topic. We won't come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Time. But um, no, I I I I totally understand what you're saying. I totally feel what you're saying. Me personally, I don't think that I've ever expressed a problem that I had to a woman. Well, first of all, I'm I'm very I don't open up easy. Mm. So unless I know you, I trust you, and um, I know that you have my best in- best interest, my, my bad, uh, at heart, yeah. I won't share that with you. So mm. the women that by the past, whether we've dated or we're just friends, yeah. um, that I've opened up to on that level, they weren't downplaying my issues they mm. were actually very open to understanding what's going on okay um even if they didn't have a solution the fact that they're just here to to hear an event yeah you know was a huge relief um and and i mean yeah no i don't i can't really speak me personally at least uh un- unless it was during an argument you yeah. know and, and and i think that's and, what a lot you know, happens you know what i'm saying and yeah. you say something and then they're like well that's good for you, but the other day I did this, and, I was that. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, okay, I guess yeah. this is not the right time to discuss this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, that was probably the only maybe times where you would try to talk or bring a problem to the forefront, and it was not well received. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, I, I understand that, but I also feel I'm I'm the type of guy. I think it's always a two way street type of thing. It's yeah. I think, um. Yeah, you can express how you feel, uh, and then I think you also have to be mindful of how 
your partner feels sometimes like yeah. if, yeah. if if y'all talk y'all have, y'all have a conversation and you're like yo I, i've been through this and that yeah. i'm going through this and that right now you know if she wants to, to share hers that's fine if she doesn't doesn't want to share that's fine too but yeah. personally i don't think that i've ever experienced it um i'm, I'm currently dating somebody i'm in a relationship shout out to her yeah. so Hi. i can't yes. and she she's very I, I, I know she's gonna listen to. <laughs> I know she's gonna listen to this. Probably watching this, um, and that's one thing that she always not reproach me, but she always trying to push me to do is is like talk and and share my feelings and open up mm. and go deep and stuff like that. I'm looking at her like me. I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> it's like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like she she she's very understanding, very patient. So I I, I don't really have any issues concerning that. But uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, nothing nothing really comes to my mind mm. right now. But if anything comes to my mind, I'll jump back in. But go ahead, bro. Copy. Um, one thing I definitely feel like you brought up, which is straight up facts, is at least in relationship, whether dating or business or just family, friendship, wherever, it is always good to have that level of empathy to always think mm-hmm. in a two-way street. Um, that's someone, honestly, the order I get, the more I understand. Yeah. Um, how to go back to Jay's original question. Yeah. Um, for me, I have experienced it. I wouldn't say most of the women I interact with, I wouldn't even say some. Uh, in fact, even the women that I dealt with or encountered this from, they could be like a minority or a few. Mm-hmm. But I have dealt with women where it's like I would bring up a problem. Yeah. And they sort of like swerve it to yeah. another situation. Okay. Um, again, some things I had to learn later on or learn on my own. Yeah. So only, let's say, if I come across a psychology book or someone who's into psychology who tell me, no, this is a type of manipulate, manipulative tactic. Yeah. This is what so, someone do if, let's say, they're trying to sort of science you or prove that your issue is not bigger than this. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, of course, one of the first steps is just one, acknowledging it, yeah. knowing it, being aware of it. Mm-hmm. And what worked for me, just, again, staying firm yeah. on my ground. Yeah. Um, of course, try to be respectful. Or be empathetic, but sometimes you really do need to say your ground and say, yeah, yeah. in moments like that, mm. yeah, because I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's like a majority of women, that, yeah. in my opinion, uh, that we kind of it always comes across like who you experience. So maybe a lot of people have dealt with that more often than others, and other people they haven't. Um, in my case, um, there were there were times where you know I come across certain women and like, um, I was just my problems and like. One of the times when I was trying to have that speck of vulnerability and it was just like deflected mm. off of their problems. And I'm just like, well, are you listening? Are you mm. like, you know, they, they, they wasn't really right. tentative to like the things that I'm trying to say. And at, at, at that time of vulnerability, which is not so often for me, mm. you know, that like I'm trying to like express something here to you. And then I'm just like, then it'll be deflected or like, you know, they'll say another scenario that kind of like that doesn't correlate to what I'm talking about. So it'd be a lot of deflecting in that aspect. But um, yeah, I just kind of just wanted to have your opinions on that. Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to kind of address is that um, you know, this is gonna get uh, really touchy. Is that I feel like men have can be harassed and raped yeah. and whatever in instances. I'll, I'll give examples of mine. Mm-hmm. But when a woman hits you or whatever, you know, they could be playful, or whatever. But it's okay when they get physical. Until you know, a guy if she gets too physical and a guy knocks her out, then you know that's a problem, whatever. But like you know, there's times where I think there's spaces where women feel like it's okay to hit a man, and then maybe it's their upbringing, maybe there's experience of like getting physical. I don't know mm-hmm. where it stems from, and then it'll be okay. But as soon as a guy get a whole, it could be charges against them. <coughs> it could be like. <coughs> A whole range of problems that could escalate and then it's like you're it's not even taken up to that level like little things could be you know grow to like very uh bigger issues so have you ever experienced you know or had experience of you know being harassed or you know raped or whatever you don't want to get touchy with that subject then but you know as, as long as right getting a woman getting too touchy and then you're just trying to set boundaries and then even you know being perceived it's just like well like are you gay or something it's like well, i can't touch you or whatever <laughs> and it's like there's so many ridicules that mm-hmm. comes with that because like i, I like I said, i'll give you an example like 
I remember when I was working at a supermarket and um, there was this girl and she had a, a child. I'm not going to put her name out there, but like, um, you know, it was it was weird because she was attracted to me. Like, you know, that was her first time working and, you know, uh, coming into the supermarket as a new worker. And she's like, oh, my gosh, who's that guy over there? Whatever. So we got, you know, close. We got, you know, became good friends or whatever. And then, you know, it was such a, so there's some things that she'll say that kind of like weirded me out. She, she like, oh my gosh, you're a sexy African or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then there'll be times when like, I'll be, I like, I remember one time when I was chilling in the break room and I was, you know, trying to enjoy my sandwich or whatever. And then she came out the bathroom and then she just like smacked my, my ass or whatever. Nah, and I was just like, bro, like, I was like, chill, you know what I'm saying? Fucking like, out the sandwich time. Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like, whoa, like chill, chill, chill. And I'm just like, you know, for me, like, you know, I don't like when somebody gets too touchy. If I don't know you personally, we're not in a relationship and we didn't communicate with that as far as boundaries or whatever, it's like, really? I feel like that's not okay. And I feel like there are men out there who get harassed, they get touched and they don't want to be touched or whatever, you know? So have you ever experienced, you know, times where you was harassed or touched and then it felt like, you know, there wasn't no boundary set for y'all? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me, let me say this. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was born in West Africa. I yeah, yeah. was raised in France. Growing up, for for us, men were, if you were interested in somebody, the guy had to, you know, make it known. You know, you had to pursue, right? Yeah, yeah. The man was the hunter. Yeah. Until I moved to the U.S. And then I saw how ladies were aggressive. Yeah. And that completely shocked me. I was like, okay, women out here will let you know straight up if they like you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So... Personally, did I ever have anybody come and be touchy feely? I mean, definitely when I was single, I, I wasn't having that if I was in a relationship. Yeah. But when I was single, maybe like maybe come and like maybe touch your arm and like kind of like caress you a little bit here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I never no woman has, has uh, no woman whom I have not dated has ever smacked smack, 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 smack. no. oh, That's yeah, a whole other level. So yeah, um, uh-uh. yeah, but no, I think the most that I've ever experienced was that, was like touching my arm, like, uh, you know, trying to feel it and stuff yeah, like caress this. You yeah, caress like you. Yeah, But yeah. other than that, no, and, and very aggressive, like with words and, 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 and eyes and looking at you in a certain way, kind of making you feel, making you know, like, you know, you know, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's 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 definitely not. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say that not a lot of people know that. Um, actually, only my girlfriend probably knows that. But yeah, it's not just from women. I've mm-hmm. had guys not touch me. I, you know, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> but I've had guys be uh, very, very aggressive in letting me know that yo, they find me cute and stuff like that. And mm. I mean, I, I've experienced that coming into the U.S. again. Yeah. Growing up, I'm not saying friends. Uh, there aren't any gay people, gay yeah. guys, yeah. but I've never personally experienced that or, or come across one until I moved into the U.S. Mm-hmm. And when I was going to college, because I came here for my MBA, and there was two occasions where two dude were like, uh, one dude, I mean, two different guys were like letting me know that they, that they thought I was good. I was like, bro, what? Yeah. And, and I ain't got, I have nothing against no yeah, the, the community just or anything. Came off that time, yeah, it came, yeah. I, that was shocking to me. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't swing like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, what yeah, makes bro. you think that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you see me with women and stuff like this. So, but I guess because I was unlike the other black dudes, mm. because the, 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 just to give you, give you a little bit of context, the college that I went to, uh, I'd say 80% of the guys were from Philly mm. and they were hood niggas. So it's like you know what I'm saying. So they weren't. You were not going to approach approach a hood dude from Philly, telling him that yo, I think you're cute. But because I was Mm -hmm. this foreign guy from France, you know, with a different perspective, different mindset, they thought maybe oh, this guy maybe maybe open or whatnot. Lately, I was like, I shut that down real quick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I shut that down real quick. But no, back to the back to the to that. No, I other than that, I've never. Only women have tried to like. So I feel my, 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 my arms and stuff like that. But other than that, no, not really on um, many occasions did I ever experience that. Mm. Have you experienced that, Kyle? Um, before I ask, I do want to touch on something important that you mentioned, which yeah. is pretty much the rate of how black boys and men get sexually harassed yeah. and assaulted. Um, for me, of course, 
anyone watching this podcast can fact check me. However, there's more information and study coming out that boys, black boys, or again, sexually harassed or have been sexually harassed yeah. on the same level as black girls. Yeah. Um, for black men, if you count, let's say, encounter that they have in prison, yeah. black men get more sexually assaulted than black women. Mm. However, these are information that you won't find out unless yeah. you stumble across it. Yeah, I'll do a lot of deep research, you know what I'm saying? Facts. To be honest, both of y'all don't come across as, both of y'all come across as independent thinkers, yeah, which yeah. is a beauty in yeah. this era. But to answer your question, uh, for the most part, I don't feel like I encounter many situations where I was sexually harassed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just for, just in case, um, I say the one moment that's close to sexual harassment from a black girl was let's say when I was twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was hollering at me while walking down while I was walking down the street. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I didn't even know she was approaching me until she cut my ass and said like, "No, what? Fuck you, with this square ass glasses." And I'm like, "Hold up, wow. I'm the only one wearing glasses." She, so she was talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like for me, honestly, in that moment, I didn't feel like my life or my body was threatened. Um, the one time, let's say, I got hit on by another dude. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't let's say, a, it wasn't someone who was from let's say. A, LBQT community, not someone who let's say openly gay. Yeah. It was one of those. If you're familiar with the Boondocks, yeah. those homo, oh, okay. yeah, homo yeah. thugs type of dudes. Yeah, yeah. On oh, the one, man. Yes, yeah. the ones that pretty much try I to. A, I have a story with that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. AKA the one that try to play so, but actually another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. However, again, I swear that, and to be honest, I had something. I'm. I'm I didn't have. Pretty much, I had something nice and pointy just to protect me yeah. um, during that time. Yeah. Um, however, to be honest, most of my situation when I get hit on by girls, touchy feely, mm-hmm. yeah. um, oh, you so strong, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And to be honest, if it's from a woman that I'm feeling, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like go on. Yeah. Um, if it's like a woman that I'm not feeling so much, she's like, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Where's, yeah. the, where's the drinks at? Oh, um, man. But to be honest, for the most part, I didn't really experience sexual harassment from mm. a black woman okay. or for anyone. That's yeah. an interesting, oh, sorry, before you go, that's an yeah. interesting point. You know how he said, like, if if I'm feeling her, like, yeah, hey, that's cool, go ahead. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting point. Yeah. And I wanted to really touch on what you said yeah. before asking the question about, you know, uh, women being hit, getting hit by guys and stuff like that, or women putting their hands on men. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, I don't think it's correct. Like women exactly. shouldn't be putting your hand, their hands on men and men definitely should be putting their, their exactly. hands on women. Exactly. Uh, however, to my brothers out there, um, if and when a woman ever tries to put their hands on you, on you, if you can't restrain her, just leave. Like yeah, find exactly. a way to move, mm-hmm. yep. to run, yep. because yeah. it's, it's, it's not going to work for you to hit back. That's that's not that's not the way. Yeah. So just just I mean, fortunately, I've never had any woman try to hit me. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I I but even if that happened, I cannot picture myself like putting hands on a woman. I, mm. The most I would do is maybe hold her. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Hold her. Like, okay, you're trying you, to restrain her. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, are you done? Like, you, you're good now? Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Now, now we can talk. Yeah. But that, that's about it. So I just wanted to address that real quick. I think that's that's important to bring up. You know, like I said, like you said, like it's not, it's, it's important that no man or woman should be harassed in any circumstances or whatever. And, you know, just to kind of put a stuck, because I had that kind of thug, gay or whatever you want to call them um, <laughs> but um and you know i was just talking to my best friend uh my bro about this uh, uh prior to this podcast and i was just like bro like you know i am not against them you know what i'm saying like you know he came to me and it, it was weird how he came up to me because he started liking a lot of my photos on instagram you know i'm talking about way back you know what i'm saying I'm just a whole i was like okay whatever and then he dm me and he was just like yo bro you know uh, he was very upfront about it you know he said i'm you know okay you know i like this or whatever and he you know he's he's, he's been around the block you know a couple times i was just like okay you know mm-hmm. whatever so you know uh i didn't judge him off of that i was just like all right you know you're doing your thing but i let him know like i right, hey, I'm, I'm straight i love my woman you know my especially my black woman mm-hmm. but you yeah. know and like, you know, so we, we had kind of con- regular conversation, but then it led to him like being more upfront. He's just like, yo, like, let me suck your 
you know, mm. and do this or whatever. And oh, I'm just like, boy, and then nah. I was like, bro, pause. I'm like, chill, 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 chill. I'm just like, you know, I was just, I was just joking, bro. I'm just joking. I'm just like, nah, you're not joking, bro. Nah, yeah, you're yeah, really nah, serious, bro. Joking, because like, that. at a point later on, he, he brought it up again. He was just like, you know, he, he wanted to meet me and whatever, things like that. I was like, nah, bro, I do not know you. And it's like, you coming off of me, you keep, first we came away, like just liking almost all my photos mm. and then DM me about this and, and that and whatever. And like, you know, he just kept getting like really upstruck and, and strong about it. So I had to block him. Mm-hmm. He was following me in other platforms. Like I think Facebook at the time oh, and nah. all that stuff. I had to block uh-uh. him on everything, bro. I was just like, it's getting too weird for me. So like, you know, I don't hope that for no man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, like I, I was respectful. You know, I, I had regular conversations with him because there's some things that were more business minded and just more like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to help him improve in certain aspects of his life. But like, you know, he's saying like, you know, we want to meet up and everything. I'm like, no, bro. Like, I, Boundaries, yeah, boundaries. And I think that's the kind of emphasis yeah, that we're yeah, Like, it's yeah. about boundaries. boundaries. You know, it, communicating that part. What it's okay if they can't touch you or not, because some people just will just like they kind of grow up in this mindset or condition. Like, it's, like, it's okay to touch and you know bump and whatever and mm-hmm. get all caressing and whatever. And it's like no, it's just like and then they'll kind of perceive you as like oh like are you gay are you this and this and this. I'm like no, like I just don't want to be touched. Yeah, you know, unless I feel comfortable with you, you know, being really? touched or whatever. So uh, yeah, that's that's that. For that. And then another thing is that, you know, I think there's a lot of ideologies about what what it means to become a man. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, uh, for me, you know, I have like traditional values as far as like, you know, uh, I like to be the provider. I like to be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to be the head of the household. Uh, you know, take care of my woman. Uh, things like that mm-hmm. and like you know but that's just pretty much a concept if you want to take it back you know to you know bible or whatever you know that kind of has a similar structure as what's that as you know man being the man the man being the head of the household mm-hmm. you know the woman things like that so what is it like for y'all as far as like you know having traditional vows and i think kind of like the modern vows because you know like nowadays men are okay with being a stay-at-home you know person or dad or whatever or boyfriend mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. you know whether they are okay you know, doing house chores or cooking or whatever to compensate that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and women being okay with, you know, um, being the breadwinner, they have higher earnings, whatever, things like that. And then they kind of work things out with that. So how is it like for y'all? Like, do you believe in more in a traditional value or do you have, are you okay with the modern value of like being a stay at home person? Uh, and also the, the kind of second part of that question is that, are you okay with women earning more than you mm-hmm. and while you're earning Ooh. that? And uh, how does that work in that di- kind of that dynamic of, you know, a partnership or a relationship or mm-hmm. just seeing other people in that kind of aspect? How has that viewed your shape of your, you know, reality? Mm. I can go first. Again, you hit a hundred with these countries. You're hitting a hundred with these questions. Um, For me, so first thing pertaining to like tradition versus modern day values. Uh, For me, in my family, they're all black women who did embrace black feminism. And as a result, I was able to hear that concept, that theory, Mm -hmm. that philosophy from their mind, pretty much from their mouth. And for me, at the beginning, I would say between high school to college, I was like, oh, this is not so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with black women earning the same as men. Yeah. Is Yes, women should want to be protected. Yes. Certain things, even to this day, I agree in black equity. I believe that black women shouldn't have to deal with certain bullshit yeah. that the society throw at them. However, and the more I go out in the world and interact with different groups of people, yeah. whether they are man or woman claiming feminism. I witness ways that feminism is practiced. Mm-hmm. I witness ways that black feminism practice, and there are some people who claim to be feminists and they legit want women to not do certain things like let's say paying more for fem- for hygienic product because mm-hmm. they're women. Or let's say dealing with a situation where it's like a black women die at high rate when they give childbirth or do childbirth. Yeah. So stuff like that, I agree, shouldn't happen. Yeah. However, they are black feminists where based how they practice it, they mm-hmm. legit want us or it seem like they want us under them. Mm-hmm. Not a partnership, not equality, yeah. not equity even. Yeah. Uh, so for me, coming me, I lean more towards traditional values okay. because 
I do want to be like the main provider. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't. I do want to be a leader. I do want a woman that's submissive, not a yes woman, not someone yeah. who's gonna this pretty much not someone who don't have a mind of her own. Because to be honest, that's one of my things. I do like women who or independent think yeah. independent thinkers. Yeah. But certain things, if I'm gonna play this traditional man role, I do want a woman who not only nods work of that role, but yeah. understand it. Yeah. So honestly I'm leaning more towards traditional value at this point. Yeah. Um, especially since there is even though I'm still working it out I'm not perfect, this is things that I would want my future family mm. to do off the path to follow. If I do have a future family. Okay. okay um, oh. But to if let's say I'm cool with a woman making more than me. Yeah. Honestly, I'm cool with that. Um, the main thing I'll probably focus on, though, is what is her ego? What is her mindset? Mm, what is yep. her relationship with finance? Mm-hmm. Um, I won't care if, she, let's say, a woman make a million dollars more than me. Mm. For me, it's more like, what she throwing in my face? Yo, that, yo, mm, little dick nigga, you, yo, I make the money here. Yo, I got a for that, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Would it be a situation like, yeah, she make 100000 more than me. How is she spend 80% of her paycheck on things that we don't really need? Mm. Would she be like someone who like, yeah, he doesn't make as much as me, but I like how he teach and guide our kids. I like yeah. how he fix stuff in the house. Yeah. Or stuff like that. I like how he pretty much he takes care of me. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I, again, I don't have an issue with women making more than me. Is more about her ego, her mindset. Yeah, and how she utilizes uh, her money. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, that's dope. And uh, Virgil. Um. Okay. Before so before the, I say anything, go oh, ahead. Okay, no, no. I was gonna say like you know, but just traditional or modern. And then the second question is, are you okay with women? But what was you gonna say? Got you. Uh, um. Please excuse us if we don't have any females here. Um. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. And this is just my opinion, my personal experience. Um. So yeah. don't take it any personal, but. Um, for me, um, I think it's for me, it's a combination of both. Um, okay. I'm Christian. Um, okay. The Bible does say that the man is supposed to lead. Yeah. Um, the Bible also says that uh, whoever wants to be a leader first has to be a servant. Mm. So I think yeah. the definition that most people, most men have of leading may be a bit skewed uh yeah, maybe point. more on society's values yeah. rather than actual biblical values because yeah. society would tell you a man is a leader which in many cases is synonym of uh, being a dictator that's not what a, yeah. a a man especially a black man is supposed to do yeah. um i'm definitely on the traditional aspect of it meaning um i am called to lead uh, but I first have to submit to the will of God in order yeah. to be mm-hmm. able to lead the right way. Yeah. Um, and I am to protect, to cherish, and, and, and provide for my woman uh, the same way Christ is doing for me. Yeah. So it's that type of relationship that I'm trying to implement in my, in my, in my future household. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think the whole... The conversation as well it's about I think what people have a lot of problem with is mm-hmm. submitting yeah um, I think the word in itself yeah the context it's, in which it's being you know used. what I mean it, yeah. it triggers people, people. Yep. and again I think we have to redefine what that means I don't personally I think a lot of people see submitting as a bad thing I don't yeah. see it as a bad thing um, I actually see it as a great thing if you are in serious in your relationship and you're serious yeah. with your woman if if she trusts you, that that's really the key. I think men has to have to, as leaders, we have to uh-huh. put ourselves in questions. Are you the type of man worth submitting to? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you the type of leader that a woman would say, okay, I can trust him with his vision. Goodness I can boy. trust him with where he's going. Yeah, and I'm going <laughs> And for that kind of person, I don't mind, quote unquote, again, don't come for me for this, playing yeah. my role. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And and uh, um, so so yes yeah, so you you as men we have to to reevaluate what that means. I think submitting is great, it's beautiful because I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not married yet, but every decision that I make mm-hmm. for my personal life, uh, I, at least most of them, 
do not, I don't make them without first submitting it to God and second, talking to my woman about it. Mm. That to me is submit, is being submissive to my woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't see it as a bad thing because that shows her that I value her, yeah. I value her, her opinion, I value uh, what input she may bring. Yeah. And I mean, even in general, a good leader does never, uh, never uh, goes about his day or his business without consulting the people around him that he trusts. Because guess what? We all have blind spots, yeah. right? We all have, we don't know everything. We don't all yeah. know everything. So it's very important that you consider other people's opinion and then make a decision. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely... I have no problem submitting to my woman when it comes to certain things. There are certain, there are certain times I don't even feel like making decisions. I say, yo, babe, take the book. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> you, 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 talk, you do this, you do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Because and, she trusts it. She yeah. knows like you're, you're there. Yeah. Exactly. She, and, and that's, and that's the thing is that's where communication is also key because yeah. I let her know of my, of my, of my, uh, my plans, especially as a creative, Yeah. as a photographer, I shoot a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, she's a she. She she models, so she understands the industry. Yeah, but because it could be perceived the wrong you way. You know what I'm but, saying? Yeah. And 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 because I have so access to so many beautiful women. Yeah, she she a lot of women may have problems with that. Yeah, but she 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 doesn't because she trusts me. She understands the vision that I have. She yeah. she knows that I, I, I'm holding her down. Yeah. I'm not out here wilding. Yeah, and and very often she's with me on shoots. Yeah, so. Uh, um, this whole that's that's what I'm trying to say well, I guess what I'm trying to say like long story short is yeah. to me it's about partnership yes I have my role to play as a man yeah. but it's a partnership yep. if my woman was to make a million dollars and I make ten dollars I'm cool with it yeah. it's like but like he said yeah. it's like you know what I mean it's like what how what is the attitude what is your attitude about it yep. are you humble yeah. with it yeah do you do you come home and, and 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 look at me and say what did you do today? Like you know oh, what I'm saying? It's like, man. <laughs> it's like yeah. no no if 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 I'm if I'm going well me personally uh, that I don't think that would ever happen just because of the type of man that I am I'm I'm mm-hmm. a go getter like, I'm always yeah. on my hustle. Yeah. I, I, but for those who are in those circumstances, yeah. they shouldn't come with that mentality because it's nothing toxic. It's like you're bringing more problems than solutions. Exactly. Yeah. So if if it it happen if it happens that I'm I'm, I'm down for a certain period of time. Like I don't have, I'm unemployed or something. Yeah. And my woman is the one who's bringing home the bacon. I'm cool with it because again, she knows that I'm actually trying to make things work. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get something so that we can vision, both be working. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't mind. I'm, I'm all for a woman who's being quote unquote independent, uh, uh, who, who's about her, her business, who's yeah. about this, who's smart. It's how I she love, carries herself. Exactly. Matters, she yeah. carries herself. I love intellectual conversation. I love yeah, when someone, Hey, bring them all my way. You know too. what I'm saying? I love when somebody can come to me and 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 and, and matter of fact, teach me something. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm gonna look at you like, okay, all right, like Damn, you know that's, that's sexy. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's fly to me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I, I I and and I think that it takes a, a a strong, confident man to be able to do that yeah. because a lot of dudes feel yeah, on that <laughs> a lot of. Stuff. A lot of dudes who feel threatened by this is just because they're not really confident and and confident in themselves in mm-hmm. in in knowing that okay I I know who I am I know what I bring to the table you know I don't need a certain validation from society or Bro. whatever you know what I'm saying um, so for me yeah it's definitely a partnership uh, I don't mind if my woman is making more than me it's not I'm not a competition with her yeah. this right. is for exactly that's you know what I'm saying this is for us too. you know yeah, competition it's not a competition it's not a competition matter of fact when you step when you get ready to go to work I'm gonna encourage you I'm like go get them you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. I'm not gonna be sitting here miserable talking about oh look at her over here get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what kind of man is that you man like, yeah. like insecure man insecure you know. and stuff yeah. no no uh-huh. support your women kings like, yeah, but uh, so uh, for this live portion, I just want to kind of cut it off, but we're going to continue the conversation. But, uh, you know, hopefully for people tuning in, you know, you get a dose of, you know, these two gentlemen right here of just an insight of, you know, what it is to be a man, you know, especially a black man growing up in society. So, yeah, I'm just going to c- uh, conclude this uh, live stream, uh, but you can still continue watching us or no. Or, yeah, you can watch us or, you know, I'll, I'll say listen, listen <laughs> um, when you are for our Patreon, if you for this episode is going to drop on Monday. Uh, you get the official release on Friday. So next Friday, you get the it's going to be released on all platforms. So you get more of the conversation. Yeah. So, tune in. so if you want early access, you sign up to our Patreon. It's in the link in our bio when you Go follow at uh, the Black Pill Society in our Instagram and on I believe on Twitter. We also on TikTok as well. You know, you know, follow us in there as well. You know, what I'm saying we're just trying to expand. So you know, and 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, if you want to hear more of this conversation, you know, sign up to our Patreon, you know, to get early access, or you know, you can wait until Friday, next Friday, and then get the full scoop. So I'm just gonna conclude this live with that, and then you, you can follow these gentlemen. We can fo- follow you, Kyle. You can follow me at Mister Mr. underscore L I V. Hey, and then uh, where they can follow you? You can follow me at I I am so I am Virgil David. Yeah, and I'm the host OBJ, at, uh, at one of the hosts and the founders of the Black Girl Society, uh, part of the Black Girl Podcast. Uh, OBJ, the OBJ as a T H E O B I J A Y. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. And you know, that would conclude this live portion. So support, I'm support. Yeah, go support. So yeah, I'm gonna What up, everybody? This is OBJ, founder and leader of the Black Pill Society. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Pill Podcast. If you want to hear more of this conversation, be sure to sign up to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash the Black Pill Society to become a part of the Black Pill community, where we are helping Black creators and entrepreneurs break from their illusions when faced with a dose of reality. Get early access to our episodes every Monday night, plus exclusive content such as behind the scenes and much more. So be sure to sign up today at www.patreon.com slash the Black Pill Society and you can become a Black Pill member. We hope to hear from you guys soon. And this is OBJ signing out.